0: And It's been a while, but we are back here on Three Night Bender, talking all things Orlando. Again, I'm Hauser, and with me as always is the booze man, Buzas. What's good? He's freshly back from his Hawaiian trip. Oh, yeah. I got my luau on. It was fun. <laughs> and it's actually inspired tonight's beer, which we'll talk about in a second tonight. On the docket, we're going to be discussing some UCF football slash college news. Not a lot going on right now because it's kind of the slow period. Um, we've got some things to say about UCF basketball. The NBA had their big all-star weekend this week, so we'll have some discussion about that. And The highway,
1: uh, the highway robbery of the century. Yes. We That's going to be fun to talk about. We will
0: get to that. If you're an Orlando fan, you feel robbed right now. Um, and then also baseball is kicking off, and they've gotten a, a good start. So we'll we'll discuss UCF baseball as well. Um, But before we do any of that, let's look at tonight's beer, which I will let the booze man introduce. What do we got?
1: It's a Kona Brewing Big Wave. If you have not had this beer before, have you had this beer before?
0: I have. I was going to say. At your house.
1: I was going to say you've had it here. I'm pretty sure I've had it with you at Frogger's. I'm pretty sure I've had it with you at a lot of places. But if people who are listening to this has not heard of this beer, they live under a rock because this is a pretty popular beer. Golden Lager. It's delicious in uh, commemoration of my trip to Hawaii slash the homeland of our two greatest arguably two greatest players ever one of them i think is going to be the best ever when it's all said and done so cheers all right cheers it's a bottle it's not yeah, a can. so you our... can't you can't hear the tra- the, the trademarks <laughs> as we pop open the cans
0: all right cone big wave here we go yeah it's a very good beer good stuff all right well let's kick off with our favorite topic ucf football um uh, got a lot of different news that's all over the place between football and, and the different divisions. Um, you know, this one doesn't really have to do with UCF directly, but I'm going to first mention this because it's big news in the college football world. Um, Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle deciding to stay at Cincinnati and turn down the Michigan State job. That is big news.
1: It's huge news, especially for the American because, you know, our conference is quickly developed the stigma of being a stepping stone conference for coaches where a lot of these big name coaches from, you know, Memphis prior to Cincinnati. I mean, the, the head coach from uh, Notre Dame came from Cincinnati. Um, what's his name? Oh my God. I can't remember his name. He's a big yeah. dude. He's, 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 you know, the white guy. Yeah, uh, Brian. Brian. Uh, what is his
0: name? Oh my God. <laughs> we shouldn't have had beer this early. No, we
1: haven't. No, we've only taken we two right. sips, but yeah, we've, Developed that's obviously with Scott Frost leaving to go back to, you know, a power five school in Nebraska and you get, you know, someone like uh, even though it's not in our conference, but you can talk about, you know, Elaine Kiffin leaving to go to Ole Miss. So G5 is thought to be a stepping stone for a lot of, you know, coaches rank moving through the ranks and uh, having the, having a coach like fickle who obviously was on the radar for a lot of power five schools and has been the talk for the last two years of getting a pretty big offer, deciding to stay at home is pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, and uh, Brian Kelly was the name Brian (laughs) Kelly, there we go. Um,
1: He's been there forever too, man. I can't believe. Yeah,
0: so you see this with, with the team. I mean, this is huge because you never see a coach turn down a Power 5 job to stay at his current job, other than maybe the Boise State coach a few years ago decided he wanted to stay, and that was big news at the time. But, you know, we've all kind of pegged Luke Fickle for wanting to get a big Big Ten job. This is a Big Ten job. And um, you know, after he did the interview, it's not like he turned it down flatly. He he went out there, he interviewed for the job, uh, spoke with his family, and decided that Cincinnati to stay at Cincinnati was the better route for him. So you know, great news for the American. They're again they're they're making strides to make themselves uh, considered in the power conferences, as seen by fans. Um, As we
1: are, according to the S and P rankings. Yeah,
0: and again, we had four ranked in the final rankings this year, more than uh, many other conferences. I think we were either the fourth or, or third best conference in the country as far as how, how well our teams did. So these are things that are making impacts and uh, unfortunately things take time to really change the stigma on, on uh, certain perceptions. But I think the American is headed in the right direction and uh, that's, a, that's great news for our conference. Um, Absolutely. You know, I I don't know if we talked about this or not, but UCF football got a couple big recruits um, since maybe the last time we were on air. One of them is a QB, maybe our next QB in line, and that is Parker Navarro.
1: Yep, I think we did talk about him on the last show. Okay. Um, Kid from, I believe, Arizona. Yep. you know, not the biggest kid, but none of the quarterbacks that have played for us recently have been really much taller than sixth foot. So, you know, he's got a really good arm. Have you you watched any of his films? Yes, I did. He he can make some really good throws. He's athletic. He's good at, you know, sensing pressure. Um, And he looks like he can be a really good stud for us. I mean, he's going to come in and have to redshirt, obviously, because he's going to be sitting behind um, Dylan Gabriel for a few years, I believe. But you know hopefully that all you know works out and we'll have another good kid just to reload and hopefully get i I want to see another quarterback from hawaii i hope hawaii produces another big name kid that can just come to ucf and we can just keep that train rolling for the next decade
0: i like that i missed the hawaii game actually i think we should do that again yeah Um, oh absolutely i would love to we did it for the conference championship after milton went down but Mm -hmm. i I think that would just be a cool thing to do year in and year out um anyway you know i'm excited about the qb recruit because hypo has been on target with his with his qb guys you know uh he went after uh, brock purdy i think his first year that he mm-hmm. had a recruiting class uh didn't land him but we got close and we saw how great he's been at iowa state uh obviously we've got a great one now that he recruited and yep. and um and then you know this one looks like he might be another diamond in the rough and i think they are actually a lot more excited about this kid than they were about the kid they lost now that the kid that we lost, he was a great athlete as far as a runner, mm-hmm. but I feel like looking at Parker's tape, he's he's got a much better arm. So well, he does. He's
1: he's a pass first quarterback, which is more of what, you know, Hypel's offense is geared to as opposed to Frost had a lot more you know, movement and, you know, getting him out of the pocket, running the quarterback. So we'll see how that goes. But I mean, yeah, I think he's gonna be a good fit for sure. Okay, and our other big recruit that we just got is a Juco Juco transfer. He is a tight end, Zach.
0: Marsh Wojan, mm-hmm. uh, 6'5", 245 pounds. People are excited about this kid.
1: We need a tight end something fierce, and you can see that in this class. This, I believe he's the fourth tight end to sign on with UCF this year, and not, I mean, not including, a, I mean, you got Gabe Davis's younger brother, mm-hmm. and I believe there was two other tight ends outside of him whose names I can't remember because, unfortunately, you know, Davis' brother was probably on the tip of everybody's tongue because of the family uh, recognition that comes with that, and yep. also being a pretty good kid from local Seminole High School. Um, But this kid, if you look at he jumps out on film. He's athletic. He attacks the ball with his hands. He's a, he's a fairly good blocker considering his, I mean, he's a pretty decent sized kid. Um, But usually inline tight ends are usually 40 pounds heavier. So the fact that he's a a solid a blocker as he is for the run is great too. So we can use him in many capacities. And I think he's going to really jumpstart the offense next year uh, with an offensive coordinator and a hypo who just really likes to use the tight end. So having a, a good tight end that we haven't really had since, um, uh, Kubiali, yeah. you know, he, he, he was great for us his senior year, or so, or his 10th senior year, however <laughs> long he was here for. Um, but yeah, that'll be, it's a really good pickup for us.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize the need that we had for tight end at the, in the, in the current format because, I mean, we have Hiscock coming back. He's probably our starting tight end, so that's great. But behind him, uh, McAllister, uh, he just got a uh, medical, uh, what is it? When red shirt? Where, no, not. Well, maybe a medical red shirt, but he's uh medically ineligible because oh, of the yeah, concussion yeah. that he had. Yeah. Um, the other guy, uh, Roberson, Anthony Roberson he transferred. transferred out. So we really only have on, on our roster besides this new kid,
1: uh, Hescock and then some
0: freshmen yep and the freshmen are great but they're probably not ready so this guy's gonna be a, a big part of our team and that's- I, th-
1: I think that's why they targeted him and they went for him hard because they realized between the transfer and injury and you know we have really one active tight end that you can trust to put on in, in you know cr- crucial situations because tight end is such a great security blanket for your quarterback and then to go ahead and you know obviously we got a great freshman class coming and we're gonna have a, a wide array of kids that's gonna be playing here for a long time but that Juco kid I think he's, he's only gonna be a junior right I think, he's tra- I think he's yeah tra- yeah yeah so he's transferring with two years of eligibility so that's gonna be great because like you're right Hescock is probably gonna start and then you have him you know as a second tight end slash you know rotating in and he gets another senior year gives those freshmen time to develop it's gonna be a great situation so that was an, a really good pickup by the staff and uh while we're talking about key uh you know kids
0: moving around we've got one big one in the conference that moved. Uh, and uh, we talked I think we called this early on in the year that, uh, Derek D. King, King. Yeah. He was gone. He, yeah. We, when he stepped back and said, you know, that he was going to take a year off so that he could come back next year since Houston was having such a rough time. Um, we all kind of knew, you know, that means he's going to transfer somewhere. Yeah. I think he just didn't mesh well with the new coaching staff over there. And the where he's going is a bit of a surprise though. He is going to Miami. Yep. The university of Miami. And he's a very talented quarterback. Um, I I don't think that this is the greatest move for him because I think Miami is still a few years away. Uh, they've they've been in trouble for a while. I they've been a few years away for about 15 exactly. years. Exactly. <laughs> and I don't know that their new coach is the right answer. Um so We'll see if that works out for him, but uh, you know it's kind of a hit for our conference. We'd like to have a good quarterback coming back, but it makes it a little easier when we face Houston and Houston this year. So yeah,
1: absolutely. I think Houston's still going to be a couple of years away. I think their coach and Dana Holgerson is a great coach, and I think that that was a great pickup for a school like Houston. They call pull the to pull a Power Five school coach to a Group of Five school. It says a lot about the American as well. Oh yeah, I think we talked about that before. But I think King, yeah, King to Miami is just an odd fit. I think that uh, there's a decent competition happening there at the quarterbacks already. They've got a really young kid, obviously. You got Tate Martell that was there and transferred in and, ne- and, and talked all that smack, and nothing ever came from yeah. that. And we'll see if he stays there and tries to win the job in Miami. But they've been on the cusp for what feels like ten years, right? And they have all the talent in the world. They get the kids. It's just something about their coaching of the kids. They're not really doing anything with the talent they have on the roster. That's probably one of the most talented rosters to have six wins in a very long time yeah so we'll see if they ever actually do they're on the list that i was just looking at earlier that said that they're one of the teams that can turn it around but we've been talking about them turning it around for a long time now so i'm not going to hold my breath anymore
0: (laughs) me neither um you know since we're on the miami connection let's move right along here to randy shannon um some interesting news came out with him and i think we already knew this but he is going to be the highest g5 Assistant, well, not assistant coach, but I guess D coordinator. Oh, assistant um, coach, period. Right.
1: Because anything under the head coach is technically considered an assistant. Okay. So he's going to be the highest paid assistant coach in the group of five. And he's getting a, a cool $1 million. Cool flat $1 million, which, you know, there was a lot of speculation we discussed, I believe, early when we first started our podcast like months ago about how he might be gone because one of the things that really assisted us in having him as an assistant coach was the fact that Florida was paying him a lot of money. Right. Right. And that, that basically was compensating for the fact, well, he's getting a huge paycheck from Florida. We can pay him a lot less. And, you know, we I think we made the right decision. And we gave him a nice contract, made him one of the highest paid coaches in the nation. I mean, he's obvious, he's in the top 25, including power conferences, wow. to be an assistant coach, which is awesome. He's making a lot more than some head coaches are making. So he was crucial for us, if anything, because he is a phenomenal recruiter. He's been recruiting the South Florida area for decades and the connections he has and the recruits he can bring to our program from that area are invaluable when you look at, like, the cost of a million dollars. And you can look at kids and from Miami that are two, three-star are better than five stars from across the country. So he's going to really, I think, bring a, a lot of good talent, continuing to keep that pipeline open. So if we can keep him for another couple years, it's amazing for us.
0: Absolutely. And uh, another coach here we're going to talk about, and you, you mentioned it to me. I didn't even know this, but Strong is in talks with Alabama so Charlie Strong from USF, uh, you know, <laughs> upgrading to Alabama. That's that's an interesting place for him to go, but I'm sure he'll have success. He was always very good with the defense. I, I just don't know how well he's worked out as a head coach. So, um, you know, other news here. Let's talk about uh, two of our stars that got hurt. Um, Heipel actually talked about them and talked about their recovery period. Bam Moore mm-hmm. was one of them, and I, I believe he said that he – Will be in spring or will be starting to get going in spring? I think he said
1: he was going to start get going around the spring, and that he might be able to make a full recovery to play by the beginning of the fall. Wow, which would be great. I mean, an ACL tear granted, that that would—he he basically he would come back a full year since he had the initial injury because I believe didn't he get hurt like the first or second game of the season? Yeah, so first ta- game. So you're talking about you know September is when he got injured. So September to September—that's about right today for an ACL tear in terms of recovery. I mean, it used to be it took you years. So. A one-year recovery time is amazing. So I mean that that that's going to sure up our secondary tremendously. We already have a really good Tatum with uh, you have know, that returning kid um, Take Allen. Yeah, Take Allen. I mean Take Allen's a great one. We got the kid that transferred from Alabama and uh, is it Roberts, Robertson? Yeah. And then we also have um, uh the other safety who's coming back for his senior year. Uh. God, these names are slipping me. I, I wish I didn't. But Rich, <laughs> uh, Richie Grant, yeah. Richie Grant comes yeah, back. Yeah, Richie first Grant. Seen. How do we? So I mean, that you, one. you get three good. I mean, Take Allen had a lot of really good experience this year, so you have him coming back. That could be one of the starting cornerbacks with Navelle Clark leaving, and then you have Bam Moore coming back from injury, who was I thought clearly our best corner right. as a junior last year. And then you know you, you, that that's a very solid secondary. That, that gives me a lot of confidence that. A very young D-line that came in last year. Mm-hmm. We lost we lost some talent on the D-line. I mean, we had one kid really leave who was a starter. And then you, you get all those transfers that came in, all the freshmen. They're developing. It gives them a little bit more time to get to the quarterback when you have a really solid secondary that can cover a little bit longer. So I think that's going to do a lot for our defensive front.
0: Yeah, I think our defense is looking solid. I mean, Nate mm-hmm. Evans is going to be the biggest loss on our defense, yeah. in my opinion. but. Our defensive line was good this year, but they're going to be so much better next year. Some, you know, a lot of them were freshmen, like that Trayvon yeah. Morris Brash. Yeah, that kid is a stud. He really is. I think
1: he's. I think he's going to end up being like a, a day one, maybe day two NFL draft pick one day. Yeah, because he looks like he can really get after the quarterback. And then you have, uh, I mean, I love Gilliard. I think he's a uh-huh. great linebacker. He's coming back for his, This is just his junior year. So right. yeah, we lose Nate Evans, but we got a really talented linebacker in the, that's going to take over that spot. And I would hope steps up in that leadership role. But we have a lot of a lot of returners and I think that's going to do great for this defense with a returning defensive coordinator that they all love and respect. So,
0: well, the other player that Hypo mentioned and uh this is the the big name that everyone everyone wanted to hear about was uh Mackenzie Milton and uh he you know, he didn't give anything definite but he thought that he would probably be getting back into it this year. Like he would be mm-hmm. getting back in on the field. I mean, maybe not on the field, but he'd be getting back into practice. So, um, the, the interesting thing that he mentioned was that Milton was doing jump squats at practice. Yeah. He's out of the brace and I mean, a jump squat, I can't do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not any good at that kind of stuff and he's doing it right now and he just got out of his brace. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I saw him walking around with uh, my wife was the one to put him at the last basketball game when they had all the, uh, student athletes go into the court and they were recognizing them for their GPAs. And he's walking with, well, I wouldn't say flawlessly, but you know, he looked very smooth. He didn't have any kind of limp. He looks like he's recovering awesomely i mean the first step was get the nerve to recover proper because without that you're basically screwed and now it was and then it was focusing on rehab and getting the knee back to the strength it was before so if he can if anybody can do it it's Mackenzie milton yeah. i i mean there's that's an injury that's been a career injury for a lot of professional athletes so the fact that he's come back as quickly as he's come back from something so devastating is impressive in all in itself just the fact that he can walk and he still has a leg let alone the fact that he's getting slowly closer and closer to actual athletic clearance to get back on a football field, which would, I hope it happens. I want to see him in a uniform on the field, even if he's never to the point where he can supplant Dylan Gabriel again, who I personally think has a great opportunity of, of supplanting Mackenzie Milton as being the greatest quarterback in UCF history. Um, I really, it would just make me excited just to see him take that because, you know, everyone would go nuts oh, yeah. the moment he stepped on that field for whatever moment it was just take a snap oh People, be the, the stadium would lose his mind yeah so that would be a great moment for i would say probably the best moment in, tw- in 2020 in terms of college football moments yeah
0: and i think he'll get that moment in some form or fashion whether he's able to compete or not i think we'll see him on the field to take a snap in some way but um You know, moving along here, some interesting news with the American. Obviously, we lose Connecticut this year. They're no longer a part of the American after this year. So we have 11 teams in the American, and we've got a waiver for a few years now to play for a conference championship with just our 11. Mm -hmm. But there's been some speculation, too, about adding another team. Mm -hmm. Um, One team that was, you know, kind of making some rumors fly was Boise State because they were unhappy with their Mountain West deal, uh, it looks like everything's been resolved there and they're still going to get their little sweetheart deal where they're going to get more money than other teams in the conference. And so it looks like they're going to stay now. Um, But eventually the American is going to have to probably expand. Mm -hmm. And teams that are left are are not great options. I mean, Boise State's not a great option either. They're just a great football team. They are, Um, but
1: they wouldn't bring the... I mean, what people forget when we talk about teams and who connected the conferences you really want to think about what could be added that would be viable in a market who's going to bring you money you know who's going to bring you more than just football as, as a diehard football fan I want a great football team but you have to consider basketball and baseball and every other sport and really the travel part is huge too Boise would be the furthest team out west by a long shot right that is a long for, for not just for football but for basketball, well, they would they, be
0: they would be football only.
1: So if can, if they came in football only, I mean, that's fine. We're we're already signed up to play them twice anyway. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to be awesome. That'll be a great experience. But you know, I I agree. Where I don't think that's necessarily the best pickup for the American as a whole. There they would be a great football pickup. I would hope that we would go for some other targets that would help us across the conference every in every sport. That's what I want. I want a good rounded conference because I think that makes a big impact for your school as a whole. Right. And so
0: one of the teams, you know, I read some message boards and there's been some options that people throw around. Army would be interesting because of the Navy Army game. But then we've got another triple option team, which is a pain in the butt. (laughs) Um, BYU is another team that that name gets thrown around a bit. Um, You know, uh, UNLV. Uh, people mentioned because of what a great stadium they have now and just mm-hmm. what a great road trip that would be to go to Vegas. Oh and man, if you go to Vegas <laughs> and go for a football game, it would be hard to not turn down that yeah. road trip every other year. <laughs> One thing that I found interesting when I was reading the message board is someone said that Wichita State should revive its football program and You know, for the life of me, I didn't know they ever had a football program. So I went back and looked at some of their uniforms, and they were kind of cool. You know, I don't know how how much it would take to actually get that thing off the ground and make it a a viable program, but that would be interesting if Wichita State minimum minimum of a quarter of a million dollars. Oh yeah, well
1: there's money, and then there's minimum. How
0: long is it going to take to be competitive? You know, to get players in there to be competitive and a coach, but
1: I think University of West Florida has shown that you could be competitive rather quickly for a team that started less than 5 years ago and has been to two Division 3 national championships since its inception is rather impressive and there's already talks about them moving up to the next division right so you know you can easily get off the ground pretty quickly if you're in a good spot i think what's going to hurt Wichita State the most is where they're located they're located in Wichita Kansas <laughs> like yeah how far is that from an airport i I have no clue i don't even i'll be quite frank i don't have any clue where that is in kansas (laughs) i barely know where kansas is and i used to teach geography (laughs) let alone know where wichita kansas is with that said and it's no it's no offense to the great people of wichita they just spanked the living crap out of us in basketball the other day which we'll talk about but that's a really really hard sell to any athlete because where do you go to get your athletes in college football you go to Cali, you go to Texas, and you go to Florida. Right, that's where you go. Ohio's up there too, but those are the three. I don't even want to talk about Ohio. <laughs> you talk, you go to those three states, and that's where you're going to get the creme de la creme. You know, even mid-tier athletes in those states are better than where you, anywhere you would go in Iowa. So, right. with that said, it's really, really hard to convince a five-star blue chip recruit to even sniff you if you're out in kansas and there's a reason why the university of kansas has struggled as i mean they're arguably the worst college team football team the last decade yeah. kansas state the fact that they even had a run with bill schneider as long as they did is a thing of a miracle but that was also kind of you know with a bunch of white guys who are big and corn fed and more of the 90s to early 2000s style offenses that didn't need speed like we have today yeah um Somebody convinces those basketball players to go there, though. I mean, I,
0: they've got some uh, some. Good I teams. think it's
1: just because there's a. I mean, you look at a football roster; most colleges carry anywhere from seventy five to ninety kids, and then you look at a basketball roster, and they carry fifteen. Right. So you know, you get you kind of have to go to Wichita State because there's literally nowhere else for you to go at Ohio State, Michigan, because there's just such smaller rosters. Like you know, we can fit a lot of kids on one team at UCF, and then you can kind of you know, that's why I, th- I think that's a trickle effect of that. There's just a lot more places for those kids to go but then you look at you know college basketball there's a lot more college basketball teams for that reason so
0: well uh the only other
1: thing i had on uh
0: football was the nfl draft which is coming up and Mm -hmm. that's always a big
1: event huge event i'm excited i love watching it and uh, i'm one of those nerds that watches the combine and i i remember it wasn't that long ago i mean i'm not that old but like just 10 years ago when the draft lasted all day for two days it right. wasn't like a and i hate how it's broken up now first round is just one night and the second round is a whole other night. it used to be first second and third round were all in one day and the fourth through seventh are all in one day and i would sit my ass on the couch with a bunch of cheetos and soda and i would just watch the draft for 12 straight hours right and i loved it and because i'm just a huge football <laughs> nerd so i'm excited for the draft i mean it's where's it going to be this year i think it's in nashville is it
0: well there no it's in it's in Vegas, right?
1: Is it in Vegas? It's, oh, yeah, yeah, because they, they're, they're, they're doing the whole boat thing, and yeah. there was all that crap on social media about how they're being boated onto their stage to yeah. go to their new owners, and people are like, this was not the best <laughs> way to go about doing this. Um, yeah, Vegas will be pretty fun, and I've always wanted to go to an NFL draft. I kind of really wanted to go when it was in Radio City Music Hall in New York because that's just a really cool venue. Yeah, um, We almost went up for the uh, draft. Bortles was drafted by the Jaguars. Steve and I almost did it, and that would have been oh my god i can i i really regret not doing it because i kept saying no they're gonna take khalil mac which we should have right at, at oh, this point god, we at this point in their history jackson should have taken khalil mac but yeah i just remember like there's no way they would ever take Bortles. this is never gonna happen and then they did and i was i was so mad at myself that i wasn't there for that because <laughs> i guarantee with all the ucf and jaguar gear that would have been on us we would have been on television yeah just probably passing out would have been cool yeah um so, you know,
0: the only uh, players invited to the Combine for UCF, mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned it, Gabe Davis, obviously.
1: Neville Clark. And Novell Clark. Uh, Adrian Killens d- didn't get his invite. Snubbed. Yeah. I, I, and Honestly, that's a huge – I think that's a snub. I personally said I don't think he's going to be much higher than maybe a sixth, seventh-round pick just based on his size. I think that's going to hurt him. Even though I'm not going to lie, watching the senior bolt when he had that nice screen and he just took it across – completely cross field and got a like a 35 yard gain and even the announcers are like holy cow this kid's fast yeah. and i think he's going to make it to a team he he definitely fits the mold of like terry colin for the bears he's that kind of player who's five five and runs a four three forty that's that's killings i think that he's going to find a niche in the nfl and it's disappointing he's not going to be there but we do have some i think some pretty good players that could make you know for our pro day that have an opportunity and um i mean you got clark we've got uh
0: is Nate Evans trying to play somewhere?
1: I think he's going to. Absolutely. Okay. I, I would be, think it would be stupid if he didn't. Right. I think he's a really good athlete. I think he can definitely play linebacker at the NFL level. Yeah. So he's going to be there at his com- at the combine. Um, thankfully, we really don't have anybody else really on offense outside of maybe Jake Brown and Jordan Johnson, who I they're both going to get picked up by an NFL team. They're both over 300. They're big size kids. Is, is Jake Brown going to keep playing football? I feel like he quit two years in a row on, at UCF well, and I then mean, came back at the last minute. Money talks, man. Yeah, if you can go on a practice squad and make as much as make twice as much as you would as a teacher to literally just practice with a football team for a quarter of the year, yeah, why the hell wouldn't you do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, but granted, that's it's a lifestyle. So you know, if, if 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 the heart isn't there, then obviously don't do it. But I think Jordan Johnson has an opportunity. He's going to make a roster, and I think he can compete for playing time, if not a starting spot. I think he's a very good center, very underrated. I think the only thing that hurt him is that he plays in the American, right.
0: Well, good for him. Another, you know, we've talked about him before. He's a, a wrestler. So, I, oh yeah, I like to another, see those guys do. Another well. wrestler. Let's uh, switch gears here. We're going to go over to UCF basketball, which uh, James and I have been attending a lot of those
1: games. And season ticket
0: holder. Yep, and that, then, that was a
1: great deal too. It was literally buy one get one free. Like we we got it? two. We, Caitlin and I got two season tickets for the price of one. Yeah, and uh, you know the thing is, everybody got real excited
0: last year when we had taco and bj and and those guys and um had a great year made it to the second round of the the ncaa tournament and so everyone's real excited this year got a lot of people to buy season tickets and uh just hasn't worked out the way we wanted it to like all the players but just uh just isn't getting done um the one big win we did have recently was for our basketball space game which uh you know obviously this is something from football that's kind of transferred over um, but the uh the space game
1: is very cool they do the
0: theme they got the uniforms
1: uniforms um, look great too yeah the only thing i critiqued was the number i wish they would have done some type of outline outside of that that the canaveral blue right because it was just a solid number if they would have maybe added just a little bit of white i think that would have looked amazing that would have re- i yeah. would have i would have put them in a bid for the uniforms well it,
0: Whatever they did, it worked on the on the court. We got a big win over Tulsa, um, Mm -hmm. and we did it without Colin Smith. I mean, he played the game, but he fouled out, and he
1: had one point. Right? (laughs) He's on kind of a bad run. I feel like he's had a couple bad games in a row just for. And I think part of it is the. I think the offense is going to transition tremendously going into the next couple years. I think we're gonna. I mean, he came into this year as like he was really our only player with with any kind of experience. Yeah. Um, outside of Burt's and, yeah. you know, and, and obviously DeJesus. So, you know, I think they were trying to – they built the offense or thought the offense would be built around Colin Smith and have quickly figured out that we have some great shooters that we right. can get the ball to. Right, and Colin Smith has been our player. He's been our MVP for most of the games.
0: He's put up a lot more points than anybody else. But for that game, we got our shooters going, and there was there was a, a period of time where we were just throwing down threes left and right against Tulsa, and it was uh, exciting to watch Tulsa is the third-best team in the conference, and the American is no slouch for basketball conferences. They're one of the big ones. Um, so that was a big win for us. Uh, unfortunately, we faced Wichita State the other day, and that was a hard game to sit through because mm. we were down the entire game. I
1: mean, we were, we were happy if we got within 12. <laughs> we got within 10 at one point, and I <laughs> yeah. was like, okay, here we go, and then immediately, like, let up another 10. Right. It was, it was a rough showing. However, the last three games... And I've been saying it for months now. I, I'm personally, my favorite player on that team right now is Daryl Green Jr. Right, and he has had forty six points in the last three games. The freshman, of as the a team. As, as a true freshman, yeah. I mean, Dre Fuller is a red shirt freshman who also looks right. I mean, he hasn't been the point scorer, but he does really good with rebounds. He he tries shooting the ball. I mean, he I think he had four misses in a row, but he's not afraid to pull the trigger, which is nice. And then you have um, uh, Johnson Jr. Yeah, who I think is going to be the point guard of our future. And those three freshmen. I'm beyond ecstatic for because a good, a good, good guards like that are not easy to come by, um, and it's it just feels like we've had a really hard time scoring right. this year. It just seems. I mean, I like Matt. I think Matt Milan has done a really good job these last like ten games, yeah. getting better. I mean, he, he had a career high for UCF. Three or four games ago, I think his last game against Wichita State, he had over 10, really he had well over 10, he had double yeah. digits in points, and but he's not a he's not a shot maker. Mm-hmm. He's kind of got to be in an area, and you just give him the ball, and he pulls the trigger. Right. And he he doesn't move. These freshmen do a really good job of moving around the court, finding an opening, making space and taking their shot, which I really, really like, because I think that's what you need to have an efficient offense. You can't rely on a guy to sit over there in the corner and wait for you to run around in circles and get the defense to you know, take their eyes off him for half a second and then let him shoot. Yeah. That's not that's not a viable offense.
0: But, and to Milan's credit, though, I think he has two weapons. I mean, when he has the ball, he gives it up pretty quick. He's not a dribbler. Yeah. But if he's open and he takes a shot, a lot of times he'll make that. But the other thing he does well is he'll cut to the basket and get a pass and get a nice little layup there. So yeah. I think those are his two two ways of scoring, and he helps us in that way.
1: But, um, you know, he's missed a lot of threes too. If he can start making those, he's going to be much more of a threat. I would definitely say that if he's – I mean, I don't want to put it on him at all because right. I'm not going to say that, but, it, you know, if he would have been more on point with some of the threes that he had, especially in the beginning of the season, we'd be more like – 13 and sticks instead of 13 and 11 again not to say that he he was the reason we had five losses but he had some very good looking shots that unfortunately just didn't go our way and nothing went our way i mean it's just it just feels like the last 12 games have just been a complete crumbling we went from being 9 and 2 to 13 and 11 we've won two games over the last 13 that's insane
0: I like all the kids though. I think they're, oh, they're great, great. And, and they're all young. And they represent UCF the right way. They so. really do.
1: They're I mean, I've I've run into a couple of them. They're not afraid to take a photo with you. They'll shake your hand. They'll smile. They're having a good time. Yeah. And I think that they're going to mature very quickly and be great players because you got to remember there's only four seniors on that team. Yeah. So you're saying yeah. after out of the 20 kids on this roster, 16 of them are coming back. That says a lot of good things about your program. That's a good that's a good way to structure a team. Right.
0: So. Um, you know, uh, the other news in basketball, we got women's basketball has been doing really well. Yeah, second in the conference. And um, they just had a, a giveaway on Saturday for the... The uh, Nugget the, Bobblehead. The nugget Bobblehead. Unfortunately, I was busy. I wanted to make it out for that, because I think your season tickets count for men and women.
1: They do, Yes, We, we could have gotten into the game. I had the same problem. I had to go for a family event down in South Florida, but that would have been a cool... I mean, we're staring at a little bobbleheads here. Yeah, We got the Griffin Twins, a Citronade, a Nitro, having the... Uh, the nugget one the nugget would have been would have been a completion to the collection
0: and UCF you know is as much as I wish that I could just buy all the stuff that they put out but they make some stuff limited and and you've got to show up to the games to get things um and and that nugget bobblehead was one of them another one and we're going to talk about it in a second here actually let's just go right into it with baseball mm-hmm. the they revealed it at the space game they're going to have really cool looking citronaut hats oh yeah available at the wichita state game on april 3rd it's a friday Uh, but you got to be at the game because they're not going to sell it in the store you'll never get a chance to get it after that there'll probably be a limited supply there i'm going i will fight
1: <laughs> so many people for one of those hats yeah
0: i don't know what it is they're a fitted hat so they're they are the snapbacks i know and they've got the cool citronaut logo on the back just the big face on the front but it's got the canaveral blue which so good. when is ucf gonna kind of take that on as a real color and say like hey this is our color and gold is is our old color now i mean
1: i don't think that's ever gonna happen personally it's so it's slick a, looking it's though. a really good look though yeah. it really is i think because some people are asking you know when are we gonna Pitt just changed their colors. I mean they went back to their old colors. They did. They, and, they
0: were navy and gold mm-hmm. two years ago and now they're like yellow and blue. I mean, yeah,
1: they went they they their retro connection's great and but you know, they kind of have that history mm-hmm. which is where we're at right now. Our history is the first and official logo was Citronaut. And so everyone's excited over the alternative, you know, look for that. And I think that works great for what it is. I don't think that the Citronaut's a viable mascot, and I don't think that we can go like that way. Right. Because we've just established such a great brand as UCF Black and Gold. Absolutely right. It would be detrimental to our program's growth to suddenly switch that. Now, we, we will not benefit in our 50s when we decide to go retro and maybe switch to something different and change whatever that might be in 20 years. But... I think that we're doing a good job with what we're doing now marketing-wise, and I love everything we're doing with the space. I think Canaveral Blue is hot. It's nice. It's sleek. Like you said, it's it's cutting. Yeah. I want that hat so bad. Oh, yeah. I'm a hat guy. If, we're going to get it. If, if you go in my closet, you would find at least 30 hats in my closet. And I need that hat. <laughs> and they're the flat bill, which I know, I know. you like as that's, well. That's but, uh, 28 of my 30 hats are flat bill fitted, <laughs> and I need it. Ooh. Wow. Again, that will be April 3rd. I'll be uh, there.
0: It's a Friday game. It's against Wichita State. So if you want to get those hats, you want to show up to that
1: game. I'm also going to make a declaration that we're going to have if, and we'll, and we'll put this out here on social media, since we're going to go to that game and we're going to get those hats, if you come over and and just say hi to us at that game, you will get a free three-night bender T-shirt because oh. we have... I Todd Todd is the designer He did a good, <laughs> phenomenal job With our logo It looks amazing I love it I'm a huge Futurama fan I thought it was a perfect Thing that we did and so we've made some teeth. It's te- not Futurama, though. It just looks it's like It's not. It. No. It, we took the character and we kind of like, you know, made it. We, we, we made some changes, obviously, for copyright infringement yeah. reasons. It is not a Futurama character. Yeah, you did do not hear that.
0: I but drew it from hand, from scratch. It, it was it completely had nothing to do with anything. The teeth have changed the ante-
1: There's so many changes. It's obviously not him, clearly. But I will. we will provide one of each size. I'm going to bring a small, medium, large, extra large maybe 2x, or maybe I'll bring another, you know, of another size, but if you come over and say, hey, um, I'll think maybe the next episode will drop, like, a special special phrase you can say or something, but I'm going to do some kind of giveaway where... Uh, if you come and say hey to us at the game, take a selfie with us, post post us on Instagram, then uh, you'll get a free T shirt, a free ni- three night bender T shirt. All right,
0: stay tuned for that. That would be a cool thing if you get a free shirt. Uh, with baseball though, they are four and zero right now.
1: They are. They swept cool. Sienna. Like yeah, beat, I mean, going through these scores, <laughs> they beat the snot out of Sienna. I mean, the first game, two to one, eleven to four, nine to one, ten to two. Like after that first game, they got rolling, yeah. and I was, you know, baseball. Uh, you know, I I went to plenty of games over the last 10 years and we've been in and out of the top 25 over the last decade, you know, developing a great baseball program, we usually beat Florida, which is a national title contender. And I believe the last like five or six times we've played them, we've won like four or five out of the five or six. So we've played Florida very, very tough. We play FSU very tough. We play Miami very tough, who are three very good baseball programs. And we weren't in the top 25 this year. And I think that could change, you know, 10 games into the season because I think we have a really good opportunity to go 10 and 0.
0: Yeah. Well, 4-0 all against the same team is such a weird concept to me. I mean, I'm not the biggest baseball lover. I don't watch a lot of it. I know they do what are called doubleheaders where they play the same team Mm -hmm. twice. But to play them four times in a row just seems crazy to me anyway. We do get four wins on our record, so we're 4-0 right now and uh, and looking good. Everybody's excited about UCF sports, and that's another good one to get into would be baseball. Those are the big three, right? I mean, football, basketball, baseball. Mm-hmm. If your school has one of those that they excel in, you're a good college football program. I mean, you're a good college program. Oh, um, 100% agree. Yeah, UCF has been good on and off as far as you know, basketball wasn't good this year, but they've been good in those sports, and that's what you need – to continue to build success in the college world of sporting absolutely
1: so. the college world of sporting so we, i mean and just just to touch on others i mean our, our women's golf team was top 25 our men's golf team was top 25 i believe our winners t- our women's tennis team right now is number 16 in the nation right our softball team is doing great i just saw that they had a win just the other night our baseball teams obviously started off 4-0 and girls basketball our uh i did I, I think i was talking to you about this how our, I mean, granted, it is a club team, but our club wrestling team, yeah. which competes in the NCWA, is in the top three in national titles since the conference was formed like 25 years ago. Right. So UCS wrestling team, even though again, it's not a Division One program because there's very few. That's one of the first programs nixed because of Title IX, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But we have a club wrestling team that competes against the team like the likes of FSU, F, you know, Florida, all those teams, on top of like. Penn state's club team because they had get so many wrestlers that they have to make another team for all the leftovers. Right. right. But the fact that we win national titles at that level, I mean, we oh, yeah. have, a, we have an excellent college football program and it's only going to get better.
0: Yeah. And though all those other sports are great. And, uh, unfortunately they don't pay the bills like the big they three, don't. but
1: they don't football pays the bills. Right. Right. But That's the
0: only one, but basketball is not exactly a loss. If you have a good team, no. you can make a lot of money. Um, and then baseball is another sport like that. So, um, it's good to see that UCF is doing good in those things and mm-hmm. continued success will help. Um, let's kick it over to the pro world where we talk about NBA here and some controversy has been uh, coming up on Twitter. I know you're all over it. You've been talking about
1: it. Yeah, I, I didn't witness it, which is my only I was driving home from Jupiter, Florida, and I get home and I, tur- I open my social media And it's like World War Five. People are (laughs) losing their minds. I'm driving home and I'm getting text messages. People, did you see what just happened? Are you watching the dunk? And I'm like. Uh, What? I to be. I'll be honest. I completely forgot the dunk contest was that night. Just because I was so busy, it just didn't cross my mind. And apparently, it was the highway robbery of the century. Yeah, and I did watch it. I was I was
0: interested in it because I knew uh, Orlando's Aaron Gordon was in it, and he had such a spectacular performance back in 2016. Robbed back in 2016. Got robbed back in 2016. And so it happened again. You know, into into a t. There was four four people or four or five people in the dunk contest. Uh, Dwight Howard was a big name that was in the dunk contest, but he was trash. I mean, his dunks were not very good. He tried to do a tribute to, uh, Kobe Bryant.
1: I guarantee it's the only reason he was even in it. Yeah. I mean, God bless Kobe. And I, I, I was, did we even talk about that yet? Did that happen before the, since the last show? Yeah, we haven't talked about okay. that. Okay. Well, let just, let's just do what we're going to do. But <laughs> yeah, that um, was crazy too. So anyway,
0: so he did his thing. There was a couple other cool things. One of the guys came out as the the white man can't jump. He was dressed up like Woody Harrelson from that movie. So that was kind of a cool thing, but the two the two dunkers that were far and away better than the other ones were Orlando's Aaron Gordon and Miami's what was his name? Uh, uh, I believe it's Chris Jones Jr. Chris Jones Jr. So those two guys were much better than anybody else. Chris Jones Jr. on his first dunk did uh, you know he brought out a bunch of flight attendants and he jumped over somebody's head and got a dunk. It wasn't great. I think he got like a forty-eight on it or a forty-nine. Um, uh, Aaron Gordon got a 50 on his first dunk. He jumped over Chance the Rapper and did some kind of spectacular move. Um, anyway, so those two guys kept going through, and they made it to the finals. And in the finals, they did their dunks, and they both got 50s on their two finals dunks.
1: Um, Aaron Gordon, by the way, put up one of the coolest-looking dunks I've you ever were seen. You telling me. And just to correct so you know, it's actually Derek Jones Jr., Excuse not Chris. Me, That's my bad because I, I couldn't remember his name. Chris Jones Jr. plays for the, plays for the Cardinals. Okay so so uh, Chris Jones
0: Jr. he did a great dunk no, where Derek Derek Jones, sorry Derek Jason everyone yeah, I I again him. Derek Jones Jr. Uh, had a dunk where he jumped over a guy and went through his legs and dunked the ball it was really nice it looked effortless um, so he, he did a great job but back to Aaron Gordon's dunk you know just an amazing like 360 tomahawk you've got to see the clip um, just really cool probably one of the top five dunks of all time Aaron Gordon should have won based on that dunk alone. But they basically went into overtime. And so now they've got their fifth dunk. They've only prepared for four, and they're told to do a fifth dunk. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. decided he was going to run across the court and try to do like a Michael Jordan from the free throw line dunk. Yeah, But he was, he was two feet past the free throw line. It wasn't great. Um, I think he ended up getting, I want to say, a 48 overall. Two people gave him uh, nines on that dunk. So now Aaron Gordon, who had already taken off his shoes because he said, I'm done. You know, like he put up the best dunk. He wanted to be scored on that. Put his shoes back on. Pulled Taco Fall out of the stands. All seven foot five. (laughs) Just pulled him out of the stands. Or is he seven six? I, I think there's some speculation between those two. But he probably had on... Big shoes, too. I yeah, mean, so like, he was probably more like 7'7". <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was dressed up. He had a suit on. Uh, anyway, pulled him out of the stand. So, cool moment for Taco getting to be a part of the NBA All-Star Game. It's uh, such a big event that everybody's watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, but pulls him out and jumps over Taco Fall to dunk the ball. Now, it wasn't the cleanest jump. He caught maybe the last inch or so of his head and a little bit of his hand. So, it didn't look as perfect as it could have. But he jumped over Taco Fall and dunked the ball. Um so it went to the judges and pretty similar score except one guy changed his 10 to a 9 for Aaron
1: Gordon and I know So wait he, wait 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 me, did you did he throw a 10 up first No 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 so it the
0: scores all come out maybe you know 30 seconds after the dunk they just they just come out on a screen they used to be okay. where they just hold up the signs but yeah, now yeah, they yeah. come out on screen but Mr. Dwayne Wade mm scored the miami guy a 10 on that dunk where he was two feet past the free throw line definitely wasn't a 10 worthy dunk um and went with a nine on aaron gordon that was the deciding
1: finishing Mm. vote aaron gordon
0: loses the dunk championship yet again getting screwed out of it yet again where he was obviously the best dunk of the night and the the better did you see
1: that he even said he's not doing it ever again yeah, I, can you blame him? I would never do it either. I'm pi- I, I'm pissed for him. I mean, that's I would argue that really the only other person that I can think of top of my head that I remember watching that may may have had a better dunk performance. Again, I didn't watch this one. I went back and watched the clips, and I watched his uh, his dunk contest in 2016 as Vince Carter. Yeah, Vince Carter. You can argue as one of the had one of the best dunk performances ever. But you can also argue that Aaron Gordon's had two of the top five. Right. And and no trophies to show
0: for it. And the announcers were saying he might have three of the top five in there, just depending on how you judge him. I mean, how can you how can he not have a trophy? What should have happened? There's two options that should have happened. Either after the fourth dunk, they should have said, "Okay, we got co-champions, gave them both the trophy. Or they should have said, "Okay, overall score. Since Aaron Gordon was perfect on every dunk, Mm -hmm. they should have said, Aaron Gordon, you're the champion. They should not have had them do a dunk that they, were, they had not practiced, that they mm-hmm. were not ready for. They were told to do four dunks. So I feel bad for Aaron Gordon. I feel bad for the city of Orlando. Pandemonium! Me. But uh, it, it is what it is, and um, you know yes. that's the NBA. It's probably going to change some things as far as how they do that contest. It's um, very
1: unfortunate just because, I mean, social media was amazing. Yeah. Because it was basically, if you were not a Miami Heat fan, you were enraged. And if you were a Heat fan, you were running for the hills trying to hide because everyone was coming for you. And that was basically it. That, there was, like, no middle ground from right. what I could tell. And, you know, some people tried to argue, like, oh, you know, the creativity and this and that. And from what I've seen, he was, Gordon was much more creative. Yes,
0: absolutely. In fact, I think three of the dunks that uh, that Derek did were pretty much the same dunk. It Like, you know, threw one leg and, and jam it down. So... They were they were somewhat different, but Aaron Gordon was definitely much more creative in what he was doing. So unfortunately, he doesn't win the dunk contest. But I do want to talk. There was two other contests that went on, and I've just got a, a mention of those. Uh, first of all, the three point contest yep. was a little different this year. I don't know if you saw, but they I added didn't. they added two balls um, that are like deep threes. Okay, so normally there's five stations they go around they shoot five
1: balls at each station correct
0: it used to be i think that the last one was always like a money ball it gave you money. Like, yeah. yeah
1: it gave you like another you, you, yeah you had or they the, were worth two exactly the last yeah. ball in each rack was worth two and then the
0: very last one that you put up all of those are worth two i mean like the last five that you put up were correct. all worth two now they've changed it where you can put that that money rack wherever you want so you can have all five of your um you know your two-point balls be in the center mm-hmm. you know at the top of the key instead of on the the very last one so some of them opted to do that they put them in different places the other thing that changes they had a Mountain Dew sponsored deep three ball in between those so you went to your first two stations then you shot up the Mountain, Mountain Dew ball which was back a little bit uh-huh. then you came and you shot your middle section then you went to the other Mountain Dew ball and then you finished your last two so They've added 10 seconds to the three-point contest, so they made it a little different What were the year. points for the deep three? Those are worth three. Oh, wow. So instead of two, which the money ball would be worth, those were worth three. And you had to really hit those to be in, in competition. So they, they made the, that contest a little more interesting with that, so I thought that was a cool
1: thing. That's, that's one of my more favorite. I mean, for a while, I actually watched the three-point more than I watched the dunk because the dunk contest was such a – it was just kind of like a deflated up until about 2016. Right.
0: <laughs> until
1: until, until Aaron Gordon came there. back. Yeah.
0: It made it exciting again. Anyway, Mm
1: -hmm. the other contest, the skills
0: contest, which they probably have had that for a few years, but I only watched it this year. It is awful. (laughs) And here's why it's awful. This is what it is, in case you didn't watch it. It is uh, a player is going to run down the... The court, they're going to dribble in between cones. So very nonchalantly, they kind of weave in and out of cones while they're dribbling the ball. They get to the other side, they pass the ball into a uh, you know a netted area, which isn't a very hard thing to do for how far back they are. Um, then they take the ball, run to the other side, and do a layup. Okay. Then they take that same ball, run back to the other side, and they hit a three-pointer. The first person to hit a three-pointer wins the game. So in my opinion. 90% of the NBA would be the exact same in that contest. In fact, nobody hit the three on their first try. Uh, some of them took two or three times to hit it. So I think that almost anybody in the NBA could dribble down the court, throw a pass, come back, hit a layup, and then go after a three. In fact, I think if I played an NBA player, I could probably win that maybe one out of 30 times. Because <laughs> and, 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 it's, it's just not, it's not really showing off the skills that it should be showing off. They need to change that completely and have some kind of eliteness to it. Maybe like, you know, hard passes that are all over the court or something like that, where you gotta yeah. get them all into an edit area. But right now it's just silly. It makes no sense. I, I would not want that trophy on my mantle. Cause it's-
1: no. I mean, have you watched the NFL skills competition? I. I used to watch the quarterback one. I thought that was cool. The quarterback one is really cool. I mean, the you know, just the targeting they have to do and where they have to place the ball and you yeah. know, having to go right through those targets and stuff like that. The Moving targets. Yeah. Right? Those are really yeah. cool. Like, I mean, that's,
0: can, that's what the, the all-star game should be for the, for the NFL. It should just be the skills competition. Cause yeah, it's way cause better the than the game. game is just yeah. awful.
1: <laughs> they don't even try in the pro game, game or
0: whatever it's called. The pro bowl, pro bowl. That's it. Yeah. So uh, it's just worthless to watch that. But the quarterback skills competition used to be fun to watch. Um, you know, other NBA news. Our our local hometown team, the Orlando Magic. Uh, they are God. What is their record right now? They're sitting roughly at exactly what they were last year when they slid into the uh, the playoffs last year. So they had a big time comeback after the All Star break last year, where mm-hmm. I think they won like twenty one out of twenty nine games or something Which like what that. We
1: need, right now they're twenty four and thirty one. Okay. We're back to the eighth seat again. We gave way to the Nets. Again, who okay. we overtook for the seventh. We need to get... I mean, at this exact point, we have no chance of playing the Heat, which is who I wanted to play. We'd play the Bucks in the first round. I don't want that smoke right. at all, because <laughs> the Bucks still have single-digit losses, and they have the Greek freak, and yeah. whew, that would be a... Plus, the Heat series would be really cool. It I mean, would be. I want. I, I. would love to be... I would go to a Heat game yeah. down in Miami just to go, so... right.
0: So, we'll see how that plays yeah. out, but yeah,
1: we're currently we're currently seven games under five hundred, and we're, I mean we're three and seven in our last ten. So you know we've had a two, uh, I believe we had a two game winning streak, which is fine, but mm-hmm. we're we're just not consistent.
0: So we need the magic to back ba- back bounce back like they did last year and give us another chance to go to the playoffs and, mm-hmm. and get this town excited and, and keep it rolling. And we need to keep our key players for next year. I mean we do have a lot of parts, a lot of young parts, mm-hmm. one lot, a lot of guys we like, but. Some of them are going to have to move around in order for us to keep our cap space and
1: yeah. I mean, you got Aaron Gordon, who's going to be, I believe, going into his third year of his extension that we gave him. We gave him a big forty-year, a big four-year contract. Where we have uh, Jonathan Isaac, who's obviously injured right now, so he's mm-hmm. going to come back from injury. Um, you, you find a way to keep someone like Hall Fultz for the long term because I think he can him. be. He's going to be a great player for us for the next ten years because he just continues to get better every game. And if he, you
0: go to the game, everybody's wearing his jersey. Oh, they love him.
1: Yeah, he's he's a great player. He's a, he's an exciting player. Right. Um, you know, I don't know what's gone on with Mobamba and why he's had as little playing time as he has, or you know, he's digressed from his rookie year. I don't know what's going to happen with him. You can see we 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 give Vooch a huge contract. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that was a wise decision, we'll find out. I mean, he's obviously a great player, and he's but he's a piece that you can possibly look to move to clear cap space and maybe get some you know some pieces from him. Whether it's draft picks or you can try to trade for you know a player to fill another slot since we have so many big men. And then yeah. maybe you look to move Fournier because he he had a couple games where he was throwing up 20 plus points every game and he's been pretty dead on with his, you know, with his three points. So you might get some trade value for him, but he has a pretty heavy contract as well. So right. you know, hopefully we haven't put ourselves into a, a situation where we can't keep the key players we need to moving forward in the future.
0: Yeah. And we've got our draft pick is going to be coming back next year. We didn't actually sign him this year. The guy out of Auburn. Yeah. Cause I think he had an injury. He did. And so we decided we're just going to we, we still own him but we haven't actually signed him i guess until next year or correct th- like th- that. that was the
1: whole thing as people were wondering what we're going to do with aaron gordon since we took him in the draft because he basically plays gordon's position right very 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 athletic kid um he's powerful so if he can come back from that injury 100 percent, like he's going to be a really good piece for us so
0: that's what's going on in orlando on three night bender i don't have anything else
1: on the uh discussion tonight I, no i got nothing else on the docket i mean it's, like you said it's one of those dry year seasons where you know we're slowly going to get creep closer to the nfl um so we'll talk a little bit more about the nfl as we're getting closer to the draft and any news that we see it comes up with college football we got baseball that's going to start getting into full swing uh you know fitter figuratively and literally we've got basketball that's going to be coming to a close so we'll have some less topics to talk about but we'll try our best to you know keep up to date on all things ucf and orlando over the next few weeks
0: absolutely so we got some, uh, shameless plugs. I'm sure we give out every, every week. So, uh, Oh
1: yeah. We obviously, you can look us up on Twitter at, at, three night bender. You can go to our Instagram at, at three night bender on Instagram, spell with the number three, not the letters, T H uh, R E. Um, you can look me up at, at coach Boozoss. you can find Todd over here or Hauser at, at Hauser tube. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's really it. You can check our Facebook page like that. That's where we put all the links to actually access all the places to listen to this. So you can listen to this on Spotify, um, itunes google play and uh soundcloud right now so we're on all the big major formats which is awesome i'm very proud of that by the way you did a great job thank you and your wife does a great job with our social media yeah if if you ever if you ever see social media and it's really good or really bad it's my wife (laughs) (laughs) well thank you again
0: for uh being with us here for three night bender we will see you again soon